Welcome to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers with Linda Prio. Will it be possible to remain in my home as I age? Do I feel safe in my home? How do I figure out how much support I will need when my health needs start to change? What if I decide to move into a community instead? Which community will meet my needs now and in the future? Who will play a role in helping me with decision-making? Do you ask yourself these same questions? Aging in Place Strategies and Answers can help you gain practical knowledge that will help you create your own Aging in Place Roadmap. If you are already a care partner, a power of attorney, or in crisis mode with your Aging in Place strategy, you will learn what you need to know that you don't know. For over 20 years, I have been marketing Aging in Place services to clients and educating families and healthcare professionals in how to put aging in place strategies into place. When you utilize aging in place, you are allowed to choose where you want to live and make those decisions so that you can retain your quality of life. Welcome back to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers with Linda Prio. We are going to continue our discussion about affordable options uh, for those with limited resources. And in the previous podcast, we talked very specifically about healthcare resources and other programs such as Meals on Wheels. We talked about programs that were available for those who had special needs and chronic diseases. And this week we're going to be talking about how to access affordable care options when the person has limited resources. We are also going to be talking about affordable housing options. And I'm excited to let you know that we are going to have an expert in affordable housing on the podcast next week so that we can learn more information on this wonderful benefit and how to access it. If you are a veteran, you can access certain medical benefits and care benefits through the VA. Bear in mind that bigger communities will have hospitals, nursing homes, and complexes where veterans can access mental health benefits, physical health benefits, and get help with additional resources. If you want more specific information, obviously you can go to va.gov, but I am also going to have premium content discussing some of the various programs available through the VA just in time for Veterans Day. Thank you, veterans, for all you have done for protecting our freedoms. We value you, and we're so glad that you are being taken care of by the VA. In some states, there is a homemaker program 
that is considered a subsidized program, which means that based on your financial status, you will be paying something for the care services being offered, but not the full price. One of the agencies that provides this subsidized care program is the Jewish Family Services Programming. And you do not have to be Jewish to access this benefit. So look for that programming in your area. It is a wonderful homemaker program. If you are a Mason, there are also limited subsidies to help with care at home or if you should need to go to a higher level of care. In the previous podcast, we talked about Medicaid, that state and federal program that offers health care to, se- to seniors and the disabled, also offers care at home to seniors. Now, remember that Medicaid program terminology will vary from state to state. So I'm going to describe the care option and then depending upon your state, you can find out the correct terminology. One of the programs in the area in which I reside is called Consumer Directed Services. The consumer is the person who is going to consume the services. If a senior meets the state Medicaid eligibility requirements and meets the cognitive assessment eligibility requirement, a consumer, an individual, can hire a person of their choice to provide personal care, light housekeeping, transportation, meal prep, and errands. Because the consumer has to be able to direct their care, this program is not for someone with dementia. And because the consumer is the one who chooses who will provide these services for them, some senior who does not have someone who agrees to provide this care would not be eligible for this programming. Of course, because this is a Medicaid program, there is a financial eligibility to this program as well. And this is why a spouse cannot be hired and paid by the state because it would increase their financial resources and throw them out of the eligibility um, of the program itself. However, a partner not related by marriage or a family member or a friend could be asked to provide this care and then that person is paid by the government. These programs are usually advertised as you can get paid to take care of your loved one. There is another Medicaid program that provides care for a senior living at home and it's called a chore worker program. And this is also has a financial eligibility requirement to it. The state will assess and determine the participants' care needs, their homemaking needs, and then they will determine how many units of care 
the senior will receive. Now, once eligibility is determined, the participant can choose a local agency of their choice to provide this care. Transportation is not usually included in this type of program. There are also adult day programs that are Medicaid eligible and can be utilized to help with folks that need a daytime program solution. These programs typically offer a secure environment, are licensed by the state, and can include folks with a dementia diagnosis or adults who are developmentally disabled. You will need to search for a program in your area. Transportation can be provided for a very reasonable out-of-pocket fee depending upon which area you live and if you're under the Medicaid eligibility. We like to call this kind of program daytime assisted living. Now, as we move into affordable housing, it is important to note that most markets will have specific eligibility requirements and they will vary. So this is where we really have to learn what we're talking about. Number one, be aware that there is an affordable housing market for seniors 55 and over. Also be aware that within the affordable housing market, there is housing for seniors and affordable housing for young patients with mental health diagnosis. Apartments for seniors or 55 plus apartments are designed for older adults age 55 and above. And these apartments offer independence and affordability often with age-friendly features. The next step is finding your housing if you're on Social Security, and there are five vital steps you need to follow. First of all, research different types of housing available to you when you're on Social Security. Consider your income, your health needs, your social needs, and your location preferences. Talk to a housing advisor who can help you navigate the housing options available. The most advice they will give you is to apply for government assistance programs like Section 8 housing under the Housing and Urban Development Program. You can look through the government assistance programs that are the most beneficial to you. Numerous government assistance programs are available to help seniors like paying rent or housing costs. Sharing housing is also an option to consider. This entails renting a room in a house or apartment you already have to other seniors. The next best thing is to consider moving to a lower cost area. Affordable locations like small towns really help if you're struggling to afford housing on Social Security. The HUD program can facilitate living accommodations for seniors on low income who may find it challenging to move into retirement communities. Here is a list 
of the best assistance options seniors can take advantage of. There is Section 8 properties, and this is a federal program under the Housing and Urban Development that supports very low-income seniors, disabled individuals, and families. It helps older adults choose their housing and use the voucher to pay for rent, partially or entirely. There is the Veterans Administration Housing Help, where the VA provides housing aid for low-income veterans, including retirement communities like assisted living and in-home care. There is also public housing, and this assistance program is managed by local public housing agencies, and they typically have properties under the public housing that are set aside for low-income seniors for affordable living. There is also state rental assistance in addition to the U.S. federal programs. States and local governments, along with various organizations, may offer rental assistance to seniors. There is also uh, another program under HUD that provides low-income individuals age 62 and above independent living with essential support services like nutrition, transportation, education, and health management services. So that is a high-level view of affordable housing. Probably very little of that made much sense to you, but know that there are different types of affordable housing and financial eligibility, as well as age limits. So I'm going to have an expert on next week that can help us learn more about this housing option for those of us who need more affordable resources. Here is my caregiving tip for this week. Caregivers give tirelessly to the person or persons they are caring for. It is not an easy job, but it is a rewarding job because we know that it is only for a season that we will have the opportunity to care for this person and then that opportunity will be over. Caregivers are able to find humor in even the most challenging situations. Otherwise, they might not ever stop crying. They are able to promote and protect the dignity of the person they are caring for while being resourceful problem solvers. Great gobs of gratitude to all you caregivers. You are irreplaceable. Please join me again next week on Aging in Place, Strategies and Answers. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that this podcast is intended as guidance and not advice. Share this podcast with friends and family who are currently in crisis mode or with people who would like to start developing their own roadmap for aging in place. Listeners, if you would like a deeper dive into a topic discussed during a podcast, please subscribe to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers where you will be able to access premium content. Or if you would like to suggest a topic for this podcast, please contact me at lynda.agingstrategies at gmail.com. As always, I value the time you spend with me.